The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. There's a, uh, a young woman. She serves in the Israeli Air Force, and she's very down. And one of her friends, one of her fellow soldiers comes to her and says, Look, I see that you're very upset. You're going through a very difficult time in your life. You know, what's worked for me many times before is I've taken some time off from the base. I'll travel down to... Uh, uh, to this uh, city where they've got uh, this amazing woman. Her name is uh, Rebetzin Kanievsky. She's uh, incredibly special. She gives me such advice. I always come back so uplifted. You look down in the dumps, you look upset. Why don't you go visit? You know what? I'll even come with you. I could use a tune-up, she says, okay? The woman says, well, I'm going to go to this area with all these religious people with black hats and peor and beards. I'm not, you know, in Israel, there's a big divide between the religious and the non-religious people, and sometimes for good reason, unfortunately, uh, both ways. Now, the truth is, Rabotai, you know, eventually, someone's really upset. You give them a lifeline, they're going to try it. So she wears her down, till she finally gets, uh, they get on a bus, and they start driving however long it takes to get to the house of Rebetzin Kanievsky. Anyway, they get on the bus, they see this boy sitting there, he's got a gemara tucked under his arm, religious boy in the religious neighborhood, and they said, look, we're trying to go to Rebetzin Kanievsky, which stop do we get off uh, at to get to get to the house? So the boy says, you get off right here, get off the bus here, get now, quickly. The buses are, the doors are already open, they yell to the driver, wait, 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 we're getting off. They ju- jump off the bus just as the doors close, Baruch Hashem. Anyway, they look around, they don't see anywhere, they, so they stop someone and they say to this woman, they were like, uh, where is Rebetzin Kanievsky's house? How do we get there from here? She says, oh, what a shame. You stayed on the, uh, you should have stayed on the bus. Another eight more stops, uh, you know, straight down the road over here. And you go make a right, make a left. They're looking at each other. Oh. And this girl, the soldier, turns to her friend. And she says, you see, you know, I told you these people, you know, they see us. We're not religious. All he wanted was to get us off the bus, you know. I mean, non-Jewish, non-religious girls to him, maybe they're like not Jewish people. He said, like, you know, get off now, get off now. Look, what kind of thing is that? She's upset, fuming the whole way. The woman says, "Look, you know, calm down." So there's one bad apple, you know. Not everyone's like that, you know. Anyway, finally manages to calm her friend down, and they start to walk. They walk maybe ten or fifteen minutes down to get to the house of uh, Rebetzin Kanievsky. As they get to the house, they're about to, you know, go up the stairs. They notice who's sitting on the stairs. This same boy with his gemara. And his gemara is open and he's studying. She turns to her friend. She says, I can't believe it. Look at this guy. He told us to get off. Now he's here. He's not even going to let us in. I don't know. We're not dressed snood enough. You know, what, what is he going to find an excuse now? She's fuming already. But before she could open her mouth, the boy stands up. And he says, Mechila, excuse me. He says, as soon as you got off the bus, I realized I mixed up the name of the stop that you have to get off. So when I got off at the next stop, I ran, uh, even though it's actually the bus makes a turn, I ran all the way from where it was so I could try and beat you here. I knew you were going to the Rebbe Kanievsky. They said, why did you run here? He says, I ran here for two things. Number one, I have to say I'm sorry. I caused you to have to walk when it wasn't, when you didn't really need to walk. And he says, and number two, he pulls out from his pocket. He had already counted out. Eight shekel and 40 agurot. They said, what is this? He says, the bus ticket is four shekel and 20 agurot. And there's two of you. He says, and I feel because I uh, told you to get off the bus that you missed out on your bus ride. And therefore that's stealing. It's stealing four shekel 
and 20 agurot. And I felt, how could I not run back to make sure that I paid you back the money that I cost you? Um, I'm so glad I, I managed to bump into you. They get inside, and uh, this this soldier is like blown away. They talk to the Rebetzin. The Rebetzin makes them both of them feel amazing, feel wonderful. And then um, she she says to her, the, the soldier says, you know, I just want to tell you the strangest thing just happened. We were on our way here, and all of a sudden this boy, uh, you know, he makes, a, he makes a mistake. He comes here, he runs all the way to make sure uh, that, uh, that, that we... Uh, that we didn't wind up, we didn't, that we that we that we found the right place. Number one and number two, that we should that he should pay us back the eight shekel on the forty agurot. And Rebetzin Kanievsky looks at this soldier and he says, "She says to her, she says, I just want to tell you." She says, "Look at how powerful the Torah is. That even in a child at the mere age of fourteen years old, this young boy, you know, nothing's going to happen to him." He made a mistake. It was an honest mistake. But he felt, he felt like I cost this person something. I have to go say I'm sorry. She says, look at how a 14-year-old can be uh, raised to the level of sensitivity where he feels like I have to make good on the fact that I cost somebody something. That's something that the Torah brings to a person when it's learned properly. What's four shekel and twenty agorot? It's like a dollar twenty. What's the big deal? But the kid felt the need to be able to go there. This woman was so impressed that although she was uh, incredibly anti and cynical, uh, she said to herself, "If this is what it produces in children, could you imagine the effect that it would have on someone like me?" And she started her journey to come closer to Torah and mitzvot. And I always think to myself, this boy with the eight shekel and the 40 agorot for the two and a half bucks that he ran, you know, 10 blocks to be able to return to these two soldiers. Does he know, does he know how valuable those two dollars were? And do you know what it would have cost him if he didn't give those two dollars? Future generations of Jews, children that would be raised in Torah schools, Shabbats that would be kept, Halachot that would be uh, done and mitzvot that would be done to the best of their ability. All of this woman's children and her children's children and all the great mitzvot that they did. He bought that for a measly two bucks and fifty cents. He didn't know it was going to be. But the Torah demanded of him something. Be a mensch. Go say you're sorry. Was well, ten blocks away? Well, she's, she, she's probably going to get over it. Who cares? That's not your issue to decide. You take care. You take responsibility. Two bucks and 50 cents. What an investment, Rabotai.